Did you know that there are dozens of hot wallets besides MetaMask for Ethereum? Or did you know that there are hardware wallets besides Ledger and Trezor? The DeFi community is much more exploratory with their wallets and they dabble in different ones and know the different options. However, the NFT community is pretty much locked into the very few. Today, we're going to share various wallets that are officially recognized by the Ethereum Foundation. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So the idea for this episode was actually sparked by yesterday's episode when I spoke about the Taurus wallet. And that was the onboarding process that they used to get so many people onto those trading cards that I spoke about yesterday. And it's interesting because usually selling NFTs on Polygon is just so much more of a barrier to entry, but that process just made it so much easier to onboard new people, especially for the fact that they were using credit cards. What really made all that possible and the learning curve just that much easier to overcome is the Taurus wallet. What makes this very unique is it is very user-friendly for beginners and it allows for the sign-up using a device and a social media. So what ends up happening is rather than having a seed phrase of 24 or 12 words that the newbie has to store on a piece of paper that could easily be lost or destroyed or whatever it might be, well, this actually divides it up and encrypts it over those various touch points, including those social accounts and the device, so that none of the information is ever stored in one place and it reconfigures it, decrypts it, and puts it back together in order to make a transaction. Now, that is just a simple way of saying that it stores all the information on little bytes, scatters it across the internet, if you will, in an encrypted format, so that way, even if someone finds it, it's not going to mean anything. It has to be put back together to have any use to someone, and that is what the software does. It's pretty impressive, although if you watch the video explaining how this thing works, it just makes it seem like it is so simple, so easy to use, but a lot is going on in the background that the user might take for granted because the user interface is just so basic. And looking at it and how it was broken down, the tech and the user interface, I was just very impressed. So I ended up going to the Ethereum Foundation and just looking through the list of the various ones that they have. And they have it broken down by section. There's 16 recommended wallets for newbies, 27 for NFTs, 18 recommendations for DeFi, 8 recommendations for developers, and most interestingly, there are 4 hardware wallets. Of course, everyone knows Ledger and Trezor. But they also have listed a Grid Plus Lattice 1 and a Keystone. So those things are not as mainstream and a lot of people are not as familiar with those. So even looking at those devices and seeing the different form factors, such as the large screen that basically looks like a cell phone of the Keystone is very interesting to look at. So because there are so many different links, so many things to actually read about and research on this page, I'm going to keep this fairly simple. So I'm going to leave the link to the Ethereum Foundation's official website where it has all the information for the wallet. And it's going to give you the time to just be able to sort out everything, look through the various options, and it will do a lot more justice than me speaking about each individual one. But you can select the various features that you possibly want in each of the categories and then see how it stacks up. Can you buy crypto with it? Is it self-custodial, meaning that you're in control of the keys and does it support layer two, such as Polygon. But the beautiful thing about this is each of these actually has an explainer web page, has some videos and documentation, 
frequently asked questions, and I think just seeing the different form factors will be very helpful and interesting nonetheless. So because I'm going to give you that little homework is actually going to that website and exploring through all that, I'm gonna keep it very short to the point and say that there's a lot of cool things out there. And especially as we're going deeper and deeper into this bear market, it seems like the most development and the coolest things are coming out at this point. Those of us that have been in this space for a year or two, or even before that, knows that the options were very limited and it was a much more complex onboarding process than what people will be seeing in 2023 and beyond. So just seeing through this list, seeing what's out there now, especially if you're someone who has been in the space for over two years, you can definitely see that things are progressing and there's better options out there at this point. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on all of that. If you see anything that really is interesting that you'd like me to dive deeper into, do an episode about, do a little bit more research and fully feature it, please feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter or using contact information in the show notes. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.